world of dog sports has lots of options to keep your dog's four paws busy. Let's dive deeper in four paws sports. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Nieder and Mary Drexler. Hey, welcome back to another blistering cold 2024 uh, January podcast here uh, brought to you by Nice Warm Indoors. Yes, I'm Mary Drexler sitting here trying not to freeze to death in Iowa. <laughs> and I'm still Jeff. Just Jeff at this Just point. Jeff. Just, Just Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff with two Border Collies and a Papillon that thinks he's a Border Collie. Yes. And I've got... But no I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here with a Sheltie, a Sammy, a Border Collie, and three cats who are all being really cute while we're recording, by the way. So of far, nothing will happen. To, and I am a fourth cat who's sitting directly next to the heater vent because, well, one nice thing about sub-zero temperatures is the heat turns on a lot and the cats are a big fan of the heat vents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, I finally broke down. I got the, uh, I turned the heat up from 65 to 68. I, I'm that person that's that cheap. I just like going, I'll survive. I get clothes, I'll put a deck on. Yeah, I've already informed my boyfriend that when I move in with him, that his heater will be turned up higher in the wintertime than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, since uh, you missed out on a trialing weekend, I'm sure you have this, but we all do. Uh, FOMO, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's a real thing when it comes to uh, bad weather weekends. Yes, that's true. Well, and it's a big thing now in agility, I feel, because more so than others, because whether there's bad weather or not, boy, there's a lot of options now. If you want to do big events, you can. Or you even. Can, or even not big events. Right, that's true. Even regular old weekends. I mean, it's not like the old days where, you know, there was only so it many times. It was. And you were like, you know, remember when we all used to you get your entry ready and you'd be ready. And then you'd overnight that bad boy the, di- the night before, the day before it was due so that it would be at the secretary on day one. And then, then you had, you know, the random draw trials and all that stuff and and now and there was no email confirmation. No, it was mail letter no. confirmation. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> we checked the mail and we're excited to get something in the mail. Now I just get oh. bills. Right? Yeah, nothing good comes in the mail hardly ever anymore. Every now and then, but no. that's why I think that's why Amazon's so popular. Truly, I think that's the real reason Amazon is popular because now we don't hardly ever get good things in the mail, so we have to order things on Amazon right. so good things show up at our house. <laughs> <laughs> So you're paying you're paying for that good feeling. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's such a good feeling that it's worth it, right? You know? <laughs> over and over and over. Yes. I will not It's an addiction. It is. I spent way too much money on Amazon already in twenty twenty four, but yeah. But also yeah, when I'm already, I'm zero, over I there. don't have to go shopping and that This you know, is true. Um, do I need to check into AA and Amazon's Anonymous? Yeah, probably. Okay. probably well, I mean, at this rate, it could be Alcoholics Anonymous, too, because we're all stuck in the house. So, I mean, exactly. I may go for that AA, too, at this rate. Exactly. I know. Which, which I I'm, uh, I came back from Disney. Um, I spent more money there than I have on Amazon, which is not an impressive feat. That is not a good thing to do. Um <laughs> Everything is way more expensive than it should ever be at Disney, but it's Disney. Um, 
made some blue milk at home that had a little bit more of a, a an adult flavor to it. <clears throat> I had that too much last <laughs> night and uh, a little suffering for that today, but uh, it was worth it. Worth it. Well, but, I'm taking advantage of the weather and the fact that I have the weekend off and not having too much FOMO because nobody got to do the obedience trial I was supposed to be at this weekend because they just said the heck with it. True. And I yeah. may have rewarded myself for being out moving snow <laughs> at four degrees by warming up some coffee and putting some Baileys in it. Ooh, um, that's, yeah. that's always the best way to go. Exactly. Well, and I would normally like hot chocolate with Baileys is really good, but I don't have a refrigerator either right now. So. <laughs> oh, you still don't have a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Mary and her refrigerator. Refrigerator yeah. stories. Um, that could be a podcast in and of itself of how not to <laughs> deal with the refrigerator breaking on Christmas Day, but that's okay. Um, and we if did have for appliances, a little bit. And well, if you're looking for appliances to buy, don't buy Mary's appliances. Yes. If you'd like to know what to not buy, contact me. <laughs> if you want to have nightmares, let me tell you. Actually, I will say that part of this was good because I. I'm a little bit of a doormat and I really hate confrontation. And I really, as a general rule will be like, Oh, whatever. It's fine. Cause I just don't want to have that conflict. Right? right. And I was proud of myself because I advocated for me and stuck to my guns. And even when I made three phone calls in one night, four fo phone calls in the day, three phone calls in one night, to my refrigerator company because I was like, this is supposed to be D-Day where you either have a running refrigerator in my house or you buy me out of my warranty. And they were just going to make me wait. And I, I advocated for me. Good. And I managed to get the buyout on my warranty. And that, that was hard for me. But when you haven't had a refrigerator in like, three weeks then that helps you be mad enough to do what you need to do <laughs> yeah that that is tough that is a tough one indeed i i would hate to be that position but you know what glad you did it proud of you you did it but yeah so i'm having fomo for everybody out there with a functional refrigerator <laughs> and, <laughs> and i'm having some fomo because i was supposed to be showing obedience this weekend <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the only one because I've seen a lot of Facebook posts of people going, oh, it's really bad weather, and I think I'm just going to stay home, and that's been the sentiment, and it used to not be that way. We used to be like, oh, my God, there's not many trials. I, well, I'm going to risk it. I remember a lot of people just risking the weather and just going for it, and that's not so much the case anymore, but far as events go, the amount of agility events have exploded in diversity for what you're looking for. There is so much out there. So uh, let's, let's just break it down. So we have for agility, we have AKC is one of the biggest ones out there, probably actually still the biggest uh, UKI hot on its heels. As far as memberships growing, the amount of events they have, my people going their nationals, uh, growing every single year, immensely growing. You have USDA that's still hanging in there. Um, not not as popular as it used to be, but 
You have uh, CPE, which is I'm not I'm not really aware of CPE as much. I don't do it anymore, but it seems to be doing quite well on its own. Um, they have their own nationals. You got Teacup, which I believe has nationals. Um, Aska has their nationals. So there are what named six events, six venues right there. Right. Well, in UKC, they still have their premiere. Oh, yeah, you can see. Yeah, I I forgot about UKC. That's definitely not on my radar. You're not on the radar either, too. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, so we have six, seven venues here. Just to start off with, that's that's a real lot to start off with. Now, let's let's count the number of big events. Okay, so AKC, we have Nationals. We have European Open Trials. We have the World Team Trials. That's, That's three so far. We have Invitationals. That's four big events that are obtainable to go to. Of course, they have Westminster, and they also have the Premier Cup. Big events, I don't count those only because Premier Cup is um, unstated requirements that you can't obtain. It is just picked by whatever standards that they're going for. Most of the time, I understand, comes from your results from other big events and how you've done there. But again... Not a written requirement like nationals that you can obtain that goal. So I don't I don't count that one because it's not you don't have that choice. Westminster, same thing. It is a battle of the carriers for Westminster since it is first come first serve. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love watching it because I love to see all the people say how much money they spent on FedEx, which is ungodly amounts of money. I've seen to get there right at eight a.m. or whatever time um, they open up those uh, events there. Um, so I don't I don't count that because that's just not sometimes this is out of your hands. So so AKC has you know pre uh, has the invitationals has nationals EO tryouts and world tryouts. That's that's four for one venue. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite a bit. Okay, so now we have let's say USDA. They have you know one. They have their style of sports, which goes back and mm-hmm. forth um, on coast to coast. Then we have UKI. UKI has. Um, they're obviously their U.S. Open, um, which is also hosts their World Team Trials as well. Um, mm-hmm. They have the West Coast Open. They have the Canadian Open, which I, I count because we have a lot of U.S. people, U.S.-based people who actually do travel mm-hmm. all the way up to Canada, which I don't think it'll happen as much this year because it's going to be on the Western Hemisphere of Canada, and that is quite a lot farther away than it was on the Eastern side. So, So right now we're looking at you know, two events, and now this year they are adding a third event, which is going to be the uh, the UKI Invitationals, uh, mm-hmm. which from another podcast from listening to Bad Dog Agility, um, Greg Garrett was on there, and he was talking about it, and from what it sounds like, because they were looking for um, a way to appease us flyover country Midwesterners mm-hmm. uh, to have our own, um, have our own event there, um, which of course still allowing other people to come in, but focus on the center of the country to have, let them come in and be able to have our own event without traveling 10, 12, 14 hours or more. So now UKI has three events. UKI has, I'm sorry, UKI has their three events. AKC has their four events and USDA has their one event there. So mm-hmm. that's what, eight, nine events there. I mean, mm-hmm. that that is a lot to mm-hmm. take in for the year. And I, I think at this point, after talking to a few people, you have to start making that 
decision because I don't know about a lot of people, but I'm a little financially strapped where I can't just go and travel the country forever and hit every single event. One, physically not possible. Mm -hmm. Two, it's a lot of money. And three, my dogs aren't robots. They need breaks. They need rest. And they do, they, they're not going to run every day. They're not going to run every week. And I don't, I don't want to do that to me. I think that would just kill it for me there. But okay. So we talk about the big national events. Now you have seminars. You have so many seminars going across the country. You can train with Europeans. You can train with us trainers. Um, there's endless, endless opportunities here. So, I think a lot of people are going to start having to make a decision as to what do I do? Well, for me this year, um, I've finally, finally decided to go, all right, I'm going to be serious about what I'm going to pick here. I I've decided that I'm going to be pursuing more of a UKI. Uh, I'm still going to do AKC because I want the ISC events. That's going to be where my primary for AKC support is, is ISC. If they have regular trial mix, with ISC, I'll, I'll answer those as well, but I do not have the feasible time to hunt AKC to go to the NAC um, if I want to pursue UKI and the US Open and do well in those events because they are drastically different and what they require for coursework. And I just don't have the time to train and refresh my dogs back and forth for what each one really requires. So that alone, right, Sarah, this is the training alone. I don't have the time to. Uh, to be able to do that. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what are you thinking? Yeah. And I agree. And our goals obviously are different. I mean, sure. For me, my goals are more AKC based. I mean, I enjoy, I run UKI. I enjoy it a lot. Um, but like you say, there's only so many week weekends. There's only so much money. Um, and my goals for my dogs is I want quadruple champions. So that means I need to sure. be hitting confirmation shows. I need to be hitting obedience trials. I need to be hitting agility trials. I need to be hitting rally. So for me, I look at, um, and you know, there was a time when I was more interested in maybe trying to do things like qualify for nationals or something like that. But honestly, um, because there's so much going on is it's like, okay, instead I'm trying to, I got to prioritize my goals. And for me, my biggest goals are, are finishing those championships on my dogs. So yeah. I need, I can't make the national shows other than our national specialty, of course, is a priority for me. Right. I'm perpetually in charge of at least one thing there. I have to be there anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> bad choices. No, I love it. I do. But, um, so for me, I'm kind of going, all right, my dogs have hair right now. So I'm going to go hit some confirmation because that's, I've got some good judges and I've got dogs that have hair and they're going to look good. And I, okay. Now I've got, obedience in my area with good judges and a good club. So I'm going to go do obedience and then I'm going to go do agility here because I've got it. And for me, a lot of it is um, location. Is it reasonable distance? Can I avoid staying in a hotel or can I not have to travel as much? And then like are the judges, you know, I want to show to people that in agility, I want to show to people that are fun to show to and that tend to have good courses and obedience. I want to show to people that I respect and that I think are fair. Um, you know, and, and I want to support clubs that are, that are good, that do a good job, which we're very fortunate to have a lot of good clubs around here that put on great trials. And so that's not a huge concern, but for me, um, but I find a lot like 
for instance, this weekend, there was an agility trial close to home and also an obedience trial. Well, I chose to do, I chose to enter the obedience trial because, um, well, first of all, I really like supporting the people at that club. Not that I don't like supporting the people at the agility club, but, um, and I could do two trials each day. So I could get four trials versus because of work, I'd only been entered two days of the agility trial. So that's double my chances. And, uh, so even if I had been showing obedience this weekend, I would have had FOMO going on because I was also missing <laughs> agility at the same time. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, you just kind of, wherever you are, you're like, oh, but that was going on. And, you know, we have so many options that like the number of times that I'll look at a weekend and I'll go, oh man, I could do this or I could do that. And there are like, you know, it's hard sometimes and you kind of go, okay, what, where is my dog at their best right now? You know, for me, right. you know, like I'm not going to enter confirmation right now because all of my girls look like they just had a contest to see who could lose more hair the fastest. So <laughs> that's off the table. But then I have FOMO when I see my friends at the confirmation show and I'm like, Oh, but I could be there. But you know, right. so that's, that's, that's a very real thing. And you know, a much bigger thing now, like you say, than it was 20 years ago, because we just didn't have the number of shows, or at least we didn't have social media to know how much we were missing out. <laughs> right. And maybe that, maybe that's the big thing is that because we are so viably accessible to everybody around the country, around the world, that we see everybody, what they're doing now, that maybe we are more aware of it. But I mean, 20 years ago, we really only had two nationals. We had Sino Sports and we had NAC for agility here. And those are the two big events. Those are feasible because one was March, April. The other one was September, October, November, somewhere in those range there. And those are feasible because you weren't traveling weekend after weekend to go back and forth. And you were traveling just enough to get the points that you needed for each event and you could do it. It was a feasible thing. Now it's, it's not feasible. And I think a lot of people are going to have to go, okay, you know what? It's okay. I'm missing out on NAC. Like this year for me, this is going to be the first time I have elected to sit out of NAC. Uh, and part of that was because I was playing the waiting game and the guessing game as to, could I outsmart AKC as to which <laughs> one they were going to select? And, Unfortunately, they waited till I think it was July before they announced it, and I just could not feasibly put the money or the time um, in that short amount of time with my judging schedule to be able to qualify for nationals. And so I made that that decision. No, I'm just going to sit it out. Yeah, it's going to suck because I remember the first year that uh, Kyber was injured and he could have qualified because he was already rolling pretty quickly to those double Qs and points and I had to sit out in Florida because well he was injured and I had to watch his brother and it was great because I could cheer him on and watch him at finals there because his first year he's made finals I'm like oh my god yes it's exciting but yes I I had to I had to wait till finals mm -hmm. to go I can't watch this because it is going to eat me alive knowing that it could have been there but I couldn't because of the uh the barring the injury there but now I think people are going to have to make the decision going is is okay to cheer your friends on without having to be there and compete. Uh, I know I didn't make, I'm not making NAC a absolute goal this year to make for 2025, but 
Kyber, Pix, and I were packing up to go down to Texas for an ISC trial that does have a regular AKC combined on it for Saturday. And I did enter both Kyber and Pix in it because, oh, I'm already there. Let's just see. I am trying to finish their championships because they're both over halfway there. I might as well finish it at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we do manage to get points, enough points this year and double Qs and we make it, sure, I'll, I'll go next year to NAC because hopefully we'll be back at Tulsa. I'm really fingers crossed because that's a lot closer than Perry. Okay. But if it's convenient, yes, I'll, I'll go. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons why I like the U.S. Opens because there's no pressure on you know qualifying. I mean, yes, you do get the benefits of getting that round two by or get your master series by and skipping those harder rounds in the beginning and Maybe we'll get speed stakes by and picks will get to go run back in finals again and uh, make another podium. Uh, that was always fun there. Yeah. But I like, again, people are going to have to be okay with missing out. It mm. is okay. Right. But, and, and it's hard. I mean, especially, you know, you just want, or even things like, like I was entered in the invitational for 2023, right. which is only my second time making it. It's only my second time sure. entered. And I, really struggled with the decision to not go, especially right. with the invitational because maybe somebody else would have taken my spot, you know, cause I was a first round sure. invite. And so I felt really bad when I decided not to go, but also there's the canine respiratory thing going around and, and whatever that is, which, and I was really worried that I would go to Florida and, you know, with all the confirmation and agility and obedience and everything, dock diving, everything that's happening in that building. And I was like, you know, I don't have that kind of luck. I'm going to bring home whatever this is, and I'm going to have nine sick dogs. And and it doesn't really sound like dogs came home too sick, which is awesome. But now I have, like, retroactive FOMO. I'm like, darn it, I could have gone down and run, you know? Like, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but, I mean, I'm I'm secure in that. I mean, I'd rather play it safe, and my dogs are healthy, and they're fine, yes. where they may not have been. But at the same time, right. like, oh, man, you know. We don't campaign because of because of my dog's goals and because I don't, you know, we don't campaign necessarily to make the NAC. We don't campaign to make the Invitational because it's just kind of, again, where are we hot right now and what's going on and what's available. And, and so making it is kind of cool and kind of a big deal for me and it's exciting. And yeah, so it's like, oh, man. And then to know you were entered and you had a spot and you still have the FOMO, it's like, oh, Right, right. Well, I had that last year because Nitro, you know, he's retired now. You know, we had such a great year, a great way for him to go out for his final year where, you know, he places at NAC, he uh, he makes two podiums on at the U.S. Open on his last day there, his retirement run, makes podium. But I have FOMO still of not entering the Premier Cup last year, knowing that that would never be an option again for Nitro ever. And, you know, part of it's the TV aspect. It's on ESPN. I mean, who doesn't want to be on TV running their dog and having that immortalized forever. And, but, you know, I also had a pre uh, or a, uh, a, an assignment already that was, I'm not going to be that person that goes, Oh, Hey, sorry, I got something better. I'm going to drop this. Um, So, you know, yeah, that is probably my only FOMO for last year, but you know what? There's always next year for Kyber and Picks to eventually get back on and uh, make the make those uh, get that uh, invite to go back to the uh, Premier Cup. Which definitely, if I don't have that uh, any uh, conflict, I'll definitely uh, take that up on there. But yeah, so uh, you know, 
this year, the biggest goals are for me specifically is to hit as much ISC trials as I can get to. I want to hit the big events for UKI. So I want to hit whatever cups and classics I can feasibly get into, which I've decided now that North Carolina for driving distance is now feasible. Um, mm-hmm. I have elected to make that feasible at this point. So <laughs> that, and now we've got Texas that we'll be going down to. Uh, we'll be going back again for uh, their cup as well. So yeah, ISC, we've got the cups and classics. Uh, we've got, uh, I know I'm going to a seminar next month uh, from some Europeans coming over, over in Kansas. We'll be going to Wisconsin. So I'm really going to be very selective, but very pointed because mm-hmm. I am not going to feel like I fell behind this year because I decided that I'm going to take it easy. Kyber is going to be fine. He's consistent, but no, I we're going to push forward because I, I'm going to leave everything on the table at that point. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there and knowing that we did everything we could to prepare for tryouts because uh, yep. that's the only way I can do it and know that I can go home happy at that point. Right. Well, and that brings up, that actually makes me think about another kind of FOMO that I've been experiencing a little bit here the past couple of years is the FOMO of, you know, when you're talking about with Kyber is, and I kind of mm-hmm. have a similar deal going on with Hex where, you know, Hex, oh, yeah. you know, she's my dog of a lifetime. I mean, I, you know, she's, I've been very blessed with lots of wonderful dogs. I have, I have a house full of wonderful dogs right now, but Hex, Hex is something special. And, you know, she's the first, she's the first, second Ach Samoyed first to also have a mock and a rock. Um, you know, we, we logged a lot of miles together. We logged a lot of time and, you know, I made the decision to retire her from obedience after she finished her arch and her OGM, um, because while she, oh, I think she enjoyed showing, I think she enjoyed playing the game with me. She hate, she hated to retrieve and I promised her she didn't have to do anymore once she finished that stuff. And then also, you know, we back back off, like her main agility goals have been met. Well, so now I'm out working with Sonnet, who's a good girl and a wonderful dog in her own right, but she's not Hex. And so she does, while she has some things that she's better at than Hex was, she also has some things that are lacking that Hex had. <laughs> and that's a whole different kind of bubble. It's like, well, darn it, why can't you be that whole? Yeah, I miss showing that. Right. And Hex was the comfy <laughs> shoes. Like Hex, by the time we were in there for our Och, because it was a long journey, by the time we were in there working on our Och, you know, we logged and we worked hard. We covered a lot of ground. We traveled a lot. We did a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, and so now I'm in here with a whole different dog, with a whole different way of needing to be shown, way of needed to be prepared. And it's a little bit, there's a whole different kind of FOMO of, oh, but I'm not showing Hex anymore. And you're miss, you feel like you're missing out for even when I'm training, even like Hex is still competing in agility, but it's like, oh, you know, it's just, it's not, she's not my primary focus. She's not my primary. And there's that whole different, then when you step to the line, it's like, oh, but it's not Hex. And so I think right. that's the kind of FOMO that you get where you, you genuinely miss that experience with that special dog, with that Absolutely. dog you logged so much time with. And even though you're at the show and you're enjoying the fact that you're at the show, it's different, you know? And it's, right. it's just a different, and it doesn't mean that it's not good. And it doesn't mean you're not having a good time, but there is a level of FOMO, I think, that comes with 
learning to get com- really truly comfortable with that next dog. Right. Oh, I I know. I'm I'm living it with Kyber right now and living it with Nitro, especially because Nitro being retired now, I'm going. You're no more agility and no more competition because I he I don't want him injured. He's done everything I could ask for. I have no reason to ask any more out of him. He's in good shape. He's healthy. He's 11. Uh, you know, and now I need to focus my time on with Kyber. But yes, do I do I miss? taking him to a show because I know he's my old pair of shoes I can throw on. And I go, I know what I'm getting out of him. And he loves it. That's the, that's the hardest yeah. part is that it's not like he's ever hated the game. Right. Now I, now I have to play agility Olympics in the backyard with him. Uh huh. Oh yeah. The last agility trial that I went to um, was our club trial. And I made the mistake um, of Sonnet ran in, both time to beat and regular standard before hex. Cause it was big to little before hex got to run. Right. Right. Yeah. That went over like a screen door in a submarine. Because she's not, a, I mean, she's nine and she's still hopefully got a few more years where she can be competitive in the ring, you know, and just enjoy it safely. Um, right, right. And I, you know, at, ah, and agility Olympics in the backyard is not enough for her anyway. Like, right. You know, and hopefully it will be when the time comes. I, right. I hope it will be. I mean, she, but we'll see. Cause I think FOMO is real for dogs too. I mean, even, even Pepper Louise and those of you who have seen <laughs> Pepper Louise run, Pepper's a <laughs> special flower. And now Pepper has been to a few agility trials where she has not gotten to run. And she's been like, wait a minute. I'm not going to go in and show. Well, no, no, you're not. And, and she's like, well, what the heck? And, you know, and so dog's having the FOMO too. And I'm going, well, you know, too bad. So sad because I'm tired of spending money for you to run around and not listen to me. We can do that in the backyard for free. (laughs) 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 indeed indeed yeah it's yeah there's definitely uh definitely two types of fomo out there and that's uh that is definitely a hard one is i think that's worse than uh feel like you're missing out on events itself there so yeah yeah, definitely thanks for bringing that one up yeah well you know we want we want to touch all all the fomo we don't want to have our fomo to have fomo but i do think i mean (laughs) One thing that you can do too, like, you know, I mean, the nice thing, the thing that's hard about it is social media and you can, you know, you realize all the stuff you're missing out on. But also the nice thing about it is you can sort of be there, you know, and you can cheer on your friends because the nice thing about it's a, the dog community is big, but it's also small. So you can, you know, you can be cheering on your friends that are, that are at those events that you are having a bit of FOMO about. Or the weekends that you're taking off for your sanity or your health or your pocketbook or all of the above. And, you know, you can, you can still cheer people on and celebrate their successes. And, you know, and that's the nice thing about it where you can still be aware. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Like you're aware. So you're like, oh, I wish I was there. But also you're aware. So you can enjoy it vicariously through the people that are there, you know. Yes. And. 
I, I learned a big thing because, uh, especially when it comes to the whole financial thing, uh, the best way to not know how much you spent is to do what I do for Texas is to enter one dog for one day and then decide to change your whole plans and go, I'm going to go enter the second dog and I'm going to go add additional entries to the other dog. And that way it's two separate entries and you don't actually know how much you spent because you can't keep track of it all. That's the best way to go. Well, you could keep track of it all, but you don't want to. <laughs> No, we don't. We don't talk about that's those like things. you know. I just people. It's <laughs> that's one of the, my favorite things about entering online through Onafrio, whether it's obedience or confirmation, is they send you your total per dog. <laughs> so you see, and if you screw up and like, let's say you enter confirmation with like three different dogs, and you enter that, and so you get your emails that say your total, and see that doesn't look bad, like. A confirmation right. entry, like two or three entries for a weekend, you know, that doesn't look bad, pure dogs. So, you know, that looks pretty good. And then you're like, oh, wait, maybe I should have also entered Pepper and Rally. And so then you go back and enter Pepper and Rally. Well, that looks a little painful because then that's three classes a day. But that's separate <laughs> from your confirmation entry. So you haven't added that together. And then you go, well, maybe I should all, I guess I could put Sound in Obedience too. And of course, she's in the B classes. So that's two classes a day. So not as painful as rally, but more painful than confirmation. But again, that comes in a separate email. And so it's a beautiful thing because if you don't physically add those numbers up, you can pretend that what you spent was much smaller than it really was. It's all pretend numbers. It's, it's yeah. pretend numbers. It's fine. You know, it's ridiculous to me that I will go to a grocery store or I will go into a clothing <laughs> store or something. <laughs> and I will sit there and add up in my head as I'm going through there. Like, I have a, usually a pretty decent idea what my total is going to be at checkout, you know. Right. Roughly. Both are, <laughs> you know, I don't like add up, add up, add up. But I mentally, and I'll totally go, well, that's going to be too much. I'm not putting that on there. Whether, you know, whatever I'm going shopping for. But God, but it's just me, one I, more entry. It's just one more entry, and especially online because you just click the button. It just happens. <laughs> click, click, click. You know? Make it convenient. Make it easy, yeah. and it goes. Oh, that's fine. You know, it's a little better when you have to fill out a paper agility entry. And you, gotta, <laughs> you know, like when Natalie. Oh, because our oh our ICDOC trial last was it last year or the year before? I don't know, but I think we each had three. I think it was last year, maybe. I don't know. I think yeah. we each had three dogs in the trial. First of all, I had to put extra postage on the envelope to mail it in. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Never had to do that. And then I just, the check, all of the check, it was so beautiful. <laughs> how many zero, how, did, you, did you have to add extra zeros to it? I did not have to add extra zeros, but <laughs> it was... It was a it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money, and because it was like six dogs, but it, I all wrote one check. Six dogs oh, for two that. days, and Natalie plays all the games. Like I don't do fast, of course, and I don't do premiere because primarily because I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> but oh, baby, <laughs> I wrote that check, and I was like, oh, I gotta make some different choices. <laughs> Yeah, I made bad life choices. Oh, oh, I remember. 
I remember the year I entered the Border Collie Nationals. It was the first year I did, and I did like you. I did everything. I did herding, which I did four runs a day for three days. And my problem was that I was self-employed, so I had nothing but time. So there was no time constraints for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did everything for agility, including the after hours agility we had after the trial for a special event. Oh, oh, that check for one dog. You thought it was bad for six dogs. It was bad for one dog. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, never again. Yeah, my national specialty entries because actually I was reserved this year because I didn't enter obedience or rally because it was the same day as sweeps and it was far enough off site that I wanted to show hacks in veteran sweeps. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And so I made, and I was having serious FOMO. Like I, before I ever did anything else at a Samoyed national specialty, I did obedience and ra- or did obedience. There wasn't rally when I started, but, <laughs> um, and so I was having serious FOMO. And then when my friend Kathy and wish won utility and I wasn't there to see it. And I was like, ah! you know, and I was just having small meltdowns. But let me tell you how much better that check looks when you don't enter three dogs in the obedience rally trial. Like, <laughs> because that's probably the cheapest entries I've had since I only entered obedience, you know, because you go, because Sammy National, we have working sweepstakes, which I put all of my dogs in working sweepstakes. And then we have veteran really? sweepstakes, which now Hex can do. And then, of course, we have our regular confirmation classes. And because it's a specialty, Hex can play because she can go in veterans. And then, and so I have all that. Plus, there's agility entries. And I don't do, I don't do the herding trial because Herding's I've got to draw expensive. Line somewhere. Like, but I usually do obedience. And like last year in California, I had Sonnet in all three rally classes and then two obedience classes. Pepper was in an obedience class and a rally class. Hex was in an obedience class. I mean, yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. FOMO's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, so it's like, you know, you kind of go and you're like that, that is probably the best cure for the FOMO is the check you would have had to write. Like, (laughs) Oh, Oh yes. 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 You know, that, yeah. that's a good, that's a good cure for the FOMO is, you know, when you're ever overwhelmed with the FOMO is to sit there and add up what the entry fees would have been. And then if you oh, yeah. really are put happy, that money your gas tank. Yeah, exactly. Then think about your gas tank and the hotel or the Airbnb or wherever you're staying. And you just start adding that stuff up. And you know what? The FOMO gets better. It really does. <laughs> it does. It does. Because I'm adding up, I'm living Motel 6 life soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not, I feel yeah. Bad. Well, the only reason yep. I usually live the Airbnb life is because I travel with so many damn dogs that Airbnbs don't care as much as, and sometimes it's hard to pretend you're only shuffling in a couple dogs at a time, you know, when you're traveling with too many of them. Although, yeah, not that I would yeah. ever be dishonest about how many dogs I bring into a hotel room. You know. nope. We've never done, like, never done that. Never, nope. Never, never, never snuck in person. Never snuck in extra dogs. Nope. Never done those things. Never, never. I've never, I, I think my most is I once stayed in a hotel room with eight dogs. <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, never, never. I think the most I've ever done was like five. That, oh, that's, that's my max. I couldn't do any more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pump those numbers up, son. 
Yeah, come on now. I mean, I have stayed with more people. I mean, you know, the nice thing is when there's a group of us, like when we share a hotel room, especially when we're all right, same right. people, nobody, the, the only dog that anybody can recognize is Hex because of the eye. Right. <laughs> so if you've got multiple people in the room to keep the ones that are left behind quiet while you shuffle, you know, you can take two dogs at a time. And it just sure, looks like sure. you're obsessively pottying your dogs. Like it doesn't look like you have, you know. Like, geez, this woman just really cares. Yeah. You know, but I, <laughs> that's why I've gone to the Airbnb thing more because, you know, then when you say, I've even had campgrounds when I'm van camping that they're like, well, you can't have that many dogs at the campground. And I'm like, Watch are you me. Kidding me. It's a KOA. Like, are you serial? Yes. Yeah, so like, just, just watch me. I can. And I do. <laughs> yeah. And you'll never know the oh. difference. Like, it'll be okay. Other than when everybody gets distracted when I'm walking like six dogs around, six white dogs. You right. do attract an audience when you do that. But, and then everybody <laughs> yeah. else is having the FOMO because they're like, oh, I wish I had that many dogs. No, you don't. But no, okay. no. No, no, there is no FOMO of missing out that many dogs. I certainly do not miss out having double digits of dogs. I, I don't miss that at all. You know, my vacuum cleaner probably has FOMO that it doesn't live in somebody else's <laughs> house where it doesn't have to work. Quite <laughs> yeah, that's why I got the shop vac. No, nothing more than a shop vac at this point. <laughs> I've actually killed about three shop vacs in my life in my oh. house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a gift what can oh, i say yeah well i think on that note of killing vacuum cleaners <laughs> we're gonna say good night and we will see you later have a great time training out there and don't worry about fomo yes don't have the fomo don't freeze to death and we'll see you hopefully when it's warmer yeah <laughs> have a good night night <laughs>